The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Children of Bottoms, Alexi Leho. This is Brian McClellan from Fucking Bound, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a We're All Fucked episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 638, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, coming to you from what was once the United States. Hopefully, we're soon to be just lower Canada. Um <laughs> You know, maybe maybe you guys will organize and with uh, a couple of moose be able to take take over the Capitol building and finish what couldn't happen earlier this week. <laughs> but I digress because what's more important than the bullshit going on here in the states is that you have a fresh cup of coffee. T R V K V L T Coffee dot com. Don't let this shit going on get you down. Like this is when you need metal. Right? This is when you need metal, mm-hmm. you need coffee, you need pen and paper. Even though I, I think it's been well publicized in the show that I am a big fan of digital, there is something about get a notebook, get a pen, get your cup of coffee, go sit under a tree. Yes, I know for some of you there's a lot of snow, but also, <laughs> you know, if you live in that climate and you've been there for more than a couple years, fucking man up and do it anyway, because I would have, sissies. Anyway. <laughs> True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com, the most metal coffee out there, the hottest, blackest coffee you're going to find. And when I say black coffee, I mean like black metal. <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? Because I am wired tonight, and it's been that kind of week here. We've got a few, you know, like what, less than two weeks now, I think, to the inauguration, and I am just... Like it's like every day, it's it's kind of like, do I want to look outside? Is there going to be like craziness in the streets in front of my house? 
Hey, I don't know, man. It's it's definitely kind of been that kind of week. And yeah, are the aliens going to land? The aliens now? did land. <laughs> I fucking kid you not. Did you see that news story? No. Like no. now the government keeps keeps like releasing more and more things that we have had alien contact, apparently. Oh, geez. Or okay. no, maybe that, was a, maybe that was a professor at one of the colleges that was saying that he spoke to aliens or something. But like more and more of this stuff, it's just like, okay. For, like, like 2021 is coming in hot. Like in a big way. Have you seen the meme with the Joker with his arm around the clown from It, and the meme says um, 2020 showing 2021 around the workplace? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, yeah, yeah. The whole thing going on with the Capitol building and all that has a very metal flavor. Yeah. To it and the rhyme and reason as to why uh, why we're going to be talking about it in uh, in our discussion period after tonight's uh, creature feature. Which okay, dude, I could not plan this. Okay, the band that we spoke to fucked in bound. Yes. Okay, I spoke to I spoke to guitarist Brian Le, Brian McClelland. You know, a couple weeks ago, I came up with the title of this episode a couple days before the Capitol building incident and all that. It's just, it's the universe at work for us this week because Fucked and Bound, as we're going to find out in the creature feature, it's metaphorical. Yeah, it sounds like some wicked bondage shit going on, but it's actually quite metaphorical, mate, quite, quite punk rock. So, uh, oh man, yeah, yeah. So, I'm definitely looking uh, forward to everything that we are going to talk about. But before we get that, speaking of looking forward to things all day, I've been looking forward to mixing this drink. Oh, what are we mixing? Last week, I Made myself almost by accident, and then you kind of guided me to it. But I made a motorhead. Yes. And for the uninitiated, perhaps you are just joining us for the first time because you are a big fan of tonight's creature feature. With True Cobalt Coffee, we made our very own, you know, 100% radioactive metal discovery, our very own drink, which we called the motorhead which is one part coffee, one part Jack Daniels. Oh, yeah. You sweeten it with a little Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's and my boy. One part Coca-Cola, just like Lemmy would do it. So I'm having a motorhead in my motorhead mug. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the kind of shit we need this week. All, oh, there we go. All courtesy of True Cavalt Coffee, TrueCavaltCoffee.com. K T R V E K V L T Coffee.com. And before. Hotter than oh, a church in Norway. <laughs> and to get us going with tonight's uh episode we're going to drop a track 
as part of the mandatory, mandatory metal. Mandatory metal I'm holding the grapefruits. Mandatory metal. <laughs> brought to you by True Cavalt Coffee. As the year was dying down, um, Polish metalers Evangelist dropped their latest record, Ad Mortem Fist Animus. Let's go with Anubis, the Onyx Throne of the Dead.
dark in the sky I have hawked up the horizon I have traversed the earth to its furthest realms I have taken possession of the spirits of the Great Ones Because I am the one who equips a myriad of his magic For I am a god, lord of the netherworld I have given up all things which were established in the past I have planned my appearance in glory! <laughs> been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. <laughs> okay, I already know what's going on down there. Okay. <laughs> All of Canada is like, what the fuck's going on down there, dude? Okay. But what's going on mentally in your life? Well, so yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about the, the state of the union um later on. <laughs> Let, let's let's talk about metal. That's that's a good idea here. So Oh, where's my, so we didn't talk about the fact that Kiss set two world records at their live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. The same, the night before, um, the destruction live stream that I had spoken about, Kiss had their own, which then appeared the next day free on YouTube. I see. Uh, I still haven't been able to find it. So no, no. But I mean, like I, I admittedly, I am not a pro YouTuber like you are. You seem very adept at it. Well, it's it, it's a source. It's a source. But yeah. anyway, so Kiss set two world records. I can't remember where they were. I forgot to write that part down. One of them was for like the either the tallest flames mm-hmm. in a concert or the most flames in a concert. Um. But I, I thought I'm like, well, damn, that's 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 kind of cool. So, I'm hoping they end up like packaging it and like you know letting us rewatch it somewhere. I mean, they've got it well recorded, I'm sure. So it shouldn't be hard to just put out for like a uh, rental fee. You know, mm-hmm. let me rent it for 24 hours for like five bucks. I'd be happy there. And then the other mm-hmm. thing we didn't um, we forgot to talk about last time is the Save Our Stages Act. So we talked about this on the show. I think um, this is one of those times where I actually signed a petition on air. 
Mm-hmm. And it was the Save Our Stages Act here in the U.S. And this is something that really I'm, I'm hoping, because I mean, I know radioactive metal has some reach here. Um, I hope everybody in all your respective countries, you know, I'm sure you're all trying to do whatever you can. I hope that your governments are also taking care of the musicians, because I always feel like any sort of art is the last thing to get some respect. And so Definitely. I love that the Save Our Sages Act was a part of the stimulus package, this you know, this last stimulus package that came out. Um, it looks like there's another one that's that's in the works now that power is shifted in the Senate and that sort of stuff, but I don't like I don't know. Uh it's gonna be interesting to see how that works out. But Peace, mm. Love and Death Metal. Have you ever listened to that album, Snowy? <sighs> no no why i think i should have well it's for the band the eagles of death metal oh okay it's it's their debut record and it's really a good record man like i i don't know what triggered it but i was in a eagles of death metal kind of mood and i think i told you like i think it was like four years ago on one of the carolina rock festival things that i went and saw gojira eagles of death metal happened to be playing and Everybody was talking about them. Everyone acts like I should be into them. And so I'm like, okay, I went and saw them live. And let me tell you, man, they were entertaining. Like, I, I absolutely love the show. It was it was infectious. It was a blast. And so then I found out about the documentary they had, the Noah Me, about the, uh, the Bataclan, if I'm pronouncing that right, in Paris. Um, the terrorist attack there when they were playing. And mm-hmm. so I watched that documentary, listened to that record, and that's been going on, you know, that's been my week. And then as far as documentaries, like I was kind of like on a music documentary kick this week. Like I really, I just, I, I just felt like being educated. And I think, I think it was in, you know, direct contrast to all the stupidity going on around me in the nation. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like, God, can't there just be some intelligent talk about something fun? Like music, art, that sort of stuff. Like I, dude, I am searching out art like no other right now. Like art, photography, all that sort of. Stuff. Like I'm, I can't get enough of it, and I think it's literally like it's it's like my antidepressant. You know, like I've I've been listening to Gojira radio on Pandora. I've been seeking out like you know new metal and listening to new tracks. Ton of sugar again this week. Um, but then I was tickled. Right, so we've been talking about Magic the Gathering on this show a lot because you know I started playing it. My son's playing it, and I I can't remember if I've told you this part, but like my son keeps telling me he has no interest in anything other than the Godzilla cards, and I'm like, okay, I I get that. Mm-hmm. That would be me at that age. I, uh, but then I said, hey, I said there's a new set coming out near your birthday. He's like, oh, what's it about? I'm like Vikings. He's like, oh, it has to be Vikings. I don't even care about Vikings. I'm like, come here, look at this. He goes, oh, that art looks really cool. I'm like, now what about this one? Oh, yeah. Do you think we can play this? I'm like, that's my boy. There we go. <laughs> you know, so we're, we're getting into this new set, this Kaldheim set. And so this week, in the midst of all this nuttiness, Kaldheim debuted their, you know, they had like a kickoff stream on Twitch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was, you know, texting you about it. And it was fun. They had like a live metal band. Like, I, I know they kept saying like, this is going to be metal, but I... I still, I still can't believe that Wizards of the Coast, which you know, admittedly is pretty cool, but they're tied to big money corporation Hasbro, is all in with this metal thing. I mean, they had a full stage, they had an actual metal band, 
doing vocals. I mean, it had to be a legit band unless they had everything recorded and they rehearsed it that mm-hmm. well because he was responding like I mean, he reminded me of Cannibal Corpse. Like it reminded me of Chris Barnes. You right, know? right. It was the band Innerstrom. Yeah, it's it, that is a magic card in itself. So I'm That's thinking. It. This band is a bunch of, you know, nerds that are big Magic Card fans. They modeled their band moniker after that, and they got tapped for this event because this whole Kaldheim stuff is very metal. Well, and that's it, obviously a very metal band. Yeah, and did you see the Kaldheim logo on their shirts? It was very um, mm-hmm. black metal, like to the point where you could barely read it. Definitely. Yeah, which which that's <laughs> impressive too because I mean, again, major corporation trying to make money, and you put out a logo that is notoriously hard to read. Mm-hmm. I, that's commitment to what you're doing. <laughs> you know, like, like it's pretty cool. So I I really enjoy the live stream. I was really nerding out about the game mechanics. Like I I never thought I was going to be this excited about you know, a card game or any kind of game. And I am so having so much fun. I'm so glad I found it. And like, for me, like, cause I was watching back and looking at the art and the cards, like I, and I think you watched it too. You said, but um, mm-hmm. like the snow mechanic and like, they have like snow lands now. I'm like, Oh, this looks so cool. And like, I think what I like about it is like, as you're playing the game, it doesn't really matter what cards your opponent has. Cause you're looking at your cards. I mean, you're looking at your opponent's cards, so you can try to figure out how to beat them. But, like, I'm looking at my cards. As I look at my cards I'm playing, it's like I am unfolding a mini story in my head. You know, it's like, oh, it's just so much damn fun. You know, and then um, I've also, along with the call time, uh, you know, we've, we've, I mean, we talk about Godzilla ad nauseum on this show at this point. You know, mm-hmm. like, like I, I, it's no, no secret I'm a huge Godzilla fan. So... The Ikoria set where the Godzilla cards were, um, I on Instagram, which is like you know the place I go for pictures, I can find pictures of everything, but there's really not a lot of pictures of the Godzilla cards out there. So I started setting up my little Godzilla figures and the cards and taking a picture of a different card and posting a little story of it. Almost every day, not quite every day, but um, I've been posting those and just having fun with it. And um, my son was home sick from school this week. He hasn't been feeling well. So to cheer him up, I'm like, hey, let's go take some pictures together. Like, I had a break yesterday at work. I'm like, come on, let's set something up real quick. He's like, yeah, okay. And so we've been doing that together. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. But that's that's mm-hmm. my week, man. What's what's going on up in the uh, the apartment above the meth lab? <laughs> I did join you with the whole Kaldheim live string, live string, live stream thing myself and i enjoyed it yeah it's it's not my thing like the playing of the game is not my thing and all that but it is a very metal thing so i kind of wanted to check the whole thing out before they actually got to you know the meat and potatoes of the whole thing the host of the twitch tv um broadcast i guess i'm i'm not going to use the proper terms and all that to kind of get us there, they had the live chat on the side of the screen, and he was doing his his commentary. They played a game, okay, <laughs> where yeah. the viewer was to guess whether they, you know, what they put up on the screen was a magic card or a metal band. Okay, there's about twelve of them. 
dude, I ran the board. Of course you did. <laughs> because because I knew that Unleash the Archers, we had Britney Slays on, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, like oh, Oceans of Slumber, Amon Amarth. Like what metalhead doesn't know that, you know, these are metal bands. Oh, so yeah. if it didn't, if it didn't seem familiar, then I would go, oh, well, it must be a magic card. I was actually one up. I was two up on them, though, because when I saw Living Death, yeah, and we've played Living Death on the show. Yes, and we I, have. Friend, favorite band of mine when I was a teenager. I still, I still pull out the old Living Death records every, every once in a while. I saw that. I said metal band, and then they tried to go. No, no, Magic Card. Okay. Maybe, maybe, okay, but <laughs> you cannot tell me that Living Death is not a German metal band. Oh, yeah, this is where it's both. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The very last one was Dark Ritual. Okay, that's got to be a metal band. Oh, so absolutely. I'm say metal band. Uh, no, Magic Card. No, I don't think so. Okay, yep. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Metal Archives. <laughs> Five. Five yeah. Dark Ritual. <laughs> and I still feel like we have played Dark Ritual on There's, this show. Maybe an indie spotlight I at some so. point in the last 13 years, yeah. 14 years now. At some point, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually, I had a really good time. I had a really good time with it. Thanks for giving me the heads up to <laughs> to check that up i'm a little fired up myself i'm a little I, fired i up am glad you myself. dug it man yeah this is one of those things where like for real dude if we were um you know if we actually live closer which i mean our shit keeps up like it is we might but um if we live closer <laughs> i'd be like all right motherfucker we're, we're gonna get together and play this game <laughs> actually yes well actually uh a young lady that we used to work with for the show behind the scenes work PR for one of the labels. She put it out on Facebook these that she was accepting from uh, other countries. She was accepting marriage proposals now to get her out of the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and so I love her to death. She's a sweetheart. So I, so I responded back. And no, no oh. names. I responded back. I said, okay, you know what? I'll talk to Mrs. Snowy and then I'll get back to you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I can just see see the conversation now, Mrs. Snowy. So, how do you feel about polygamy? But just for a little bit of time, like, <laughs> yeah, just is, for a little is, bit. Yeah, just, just for a little until, bit until she gets her Canadian green card. Yeah, we'll have it annulled. Don't worry. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The majority of my metal fix, okay, did come from the TV screen as opposed to the the turntable, the CD, the computer screen. Or whatever. Dude, you have Tubi, right? Yeah, thanks to you. Right, right. You have to get Shudder next. Okay, because there's it's all so sorts... It's so funny you say that, because I keep getting ads for it popping up in different things, and I keep looking at it, and I know you've talked about it, and I'm like, oh, maybe I have to bite the bullet. But I'm not, I'm not a horror guy. I'm really not... Like, I like the old classic horror, but, like, once you get into, right. like... I think what started ruining for me is when we started getting into like the Saw movies where it just got oh. so fucking over the top. I'm like, yeah, no, right. I can't do it anymore. Okay, okay. Well, an exclusive to the Shutter channel, 
in conjunction with Fangoria magazine. Okay, now don't judge a book by its cover, but I, there's a wicked new movie up on Shutter now. It's called Porno. <laughs> what what oh what por- dude what porno is why do you do this to me it, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> what it's porno is of, can we just stop and examine is. that sentence for a second what snowy porno is. yeah that's <laughs> it, it, it it's, <laughs> oh, it's God. Kind of based it's kind of based in the early 90s these this group of teenagers are working in this independent <sighs> movie theater yeah okay and through a series of events they find hidden, you know, in the bowels of the building and all that, they find hidden this old movie reel and all that. This reel then is, it unleashes the demon Lilith. Okay. And then all hell literally breaks loose from there. Okay. What was really cool about this, though, one of the characters, okay, now these, 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 these are teenagers, right? Yeah. One of the characters, though, he's about mm, mid-20s, maybe pushing 30. Okay. He's a hardcore guy. Okay. He's a straight-edge guy. Okay. He's literally got the X's on the back of his hands. Wow. Okay. He's, He's running the projector and all that. Now, the young kids know nothing about hard music and all that. So they call him Heavy Metal Jeff. <laughs> okay. And they give him a hard time for living in it with his parents and and all that. All that is the whole time. He's like, no, I'm not metal. I'm hardcore. That's I'm amazing. And all he- that. Like heavy Metal Jeff. I feel like that should be your new nickname. <laughs> heavy Metal Jeff. Heavy Metal Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Well, this guy is... That's going to be our new producer, Heavy Metal Jeff. That's who we're blaming everything on. Every time it's me, damn it, Jeff. Heavy Jeff, Metal Jeff screwed it up. Fucked up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this guy is so edge. Like, like just so, so, just so edge. Where, like, even getting a hard on, he thinks he's breaking edge. And all that. And I'm like, dude, okay, you're way out of <laughs> you're I don't know who is doing the research. I don't know. I if you're really, really militant straight edge and all that, okay, fine. But I I don't know. I've never heard of a punk rocker that didn't like to give it the old one two, you know what I mean? Well, punk rockers, but what about straight edgers? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like straight edgers were kind of like um Englishmen almost. Because, you know, that that's always the, the whole thing. Like, the, the Englishman, you know, find sex boring. Well, I don't know how I... I could never live like that. Don't you remember that from um, the Sid and Nancy movie? Ah, dude, that was decades ago. I could definitely... Okay, yeah, there's a good like reason to go back. I, yeah, okay. Dude, I was drunk <laughs> most of the 90s, and I remember it. No, it wasn't the Sid and Nancy. No, we were teenagers. No, we weren't. Yeah. No, we yeah, didn't. Okay. Motherfucker, anyway. no way. I'm feisty tonight. <laughs> My country's on fire. Don't mess with me. No. no, no, I'm sure that was in the late 80s. Well, anyways, all the more oh, reasons. fuck, it was 86. Son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did I miss that? Well, don't I, I guess I only signed. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize they made that in 86. 
Huh, I stand corrected. And, but you know, it's funny. You'd think by now I, I know not to argue with you about this kind of shit ever, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the chances of you being wrong are so slim. <laughs> don't, don't, ah, don't put the pressure on me. Because I'm going to fuck up about four or five times this episode. Dude, whatever. Like, you're allowed (laughs) once or twice a year. I mean, come on. You know? Damn, man. So I switched the channel from Shudder over to Tubi. Yeah. Which has an amazing, you know, roster of music documentaries and concerts and all that. I gave King Diamond Songs for the Dead DVD a watch. Now, they have... Okay, this whole thing is a two-DVD and a CD set when you buy it. You know, the physical product. Yeah. Okay. What they did on Tubi is they streamed both the Grass Pop um, Festival appearance... And they had a concert at the Fillmore in Philly. Oh, rock on! Okay. It was the same show. Huh. I got, I got, I got about halfway. You know, well, no, not, not, not even halfway. And I'm like, of the second, okay, the air, the the grass pop first, and then the Philly. And it's like, this is the same show. Like, okay, I'm not watching this twice. Really cool show. I've yet to see King Diamond or Merciful Fate live. It's just for one reason or another, it just it just kind of hasn't happened for me. So, yeah, I have this on Tubi, but you know me, man, like as soon as I can, I'm going to grab like the DVD CD set for it. So I turned that off and I went and I checked out a really cool documentary a couple of years back now called the New York Hardcore Chronicles. Okay, and just. The people appearing in this this um, this documentary is just amazing. Vinny Stigma and Roger Moret from uh, Agnostic Front. Yep. John Joseph from the Cro-Mags. Craig Satari from Sick of It All. Billy from Biohazard. Billy Milano from MOD. Gary Meskill from the Crumb Suckers. Mike Judge from Judge. Just a laundry list, you know. And they actually it? had Mike Judge, like. Beefs and butthead, Mike Judge. <laughs> no, no, the the the, the cool Mike Judge. Beefs and butthead, Mike Judge is pretty cool, <laughs> in a nerdy way. A, you lost me at Beavis and butthead, dude. Sorry, dude. If you can't <laughs> laugh at Beavis and butthead, there you just have no soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, great conversation. We've had some of these guys on the show, and just hearing these guys talk about. The, the old days from CBGBs and Lemoors and they've speaking of straight edge and all that. They talked about the whole edge movement, the crossover scene and all of that. It's like, oh, man, like this, this, this documentary is just is pure gold for sure, for sure. And when they were talking about the clubs, when Billy Milano was talking about, you know, what it was like at CBGBs, he shared a story that I could totally relate to as a metalhead that also enjoyed the hardcore punk as well. He was talking about how he was at the CBGB's when a couple guys from Metallica and Anthrax walked in. This is mid-80s, mm-hmm. 
or so like neither of these bands have really taken off but it was at that period where you know those long hairs those hippies you know are coming into our scene and all that like he they didn't exactly say who from metallica or anthrax but i'm thinking it was probably james and scott okay like those oh. would be those those would be the two that you would see for yeah. sure. It was it was absolutely Scott yeah. because Scott talks sure. about um I think the same thing you're talking about now in his first book. Ah. Because he was talking about like the the divide between the hardcore and the metal scene and he loved going to hardcore shows and he showed mm-hmm. up at one of them and somebody gave him shit and I think Billy Milano basically had to get him out of there. He's like that was the last show I went to for a while. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly the same thing. Milano actually had to reassure those guys, and then he had to go through the club and say, look, no, you guys aren't fucking with these guys. They're cool. You know, you want them, you got to go through me and all that. One of the actual, you know, cool things I've ever heard Billy Milano do or say, to be honest. The guy's kind of putz, but that's cool. If you haven't read uh, Ian's first book, I'm the Man, you you need to read it for the stories because holy shit or may, maybe some of these stories from the second book too because I read them both and they do blend together but um it, it, the stuff the stuff he's talking about with Milano Milano was a badass I did not mm-hmm. realize how much of a badass he was because I I think it was in an Anthrax show it or if it wasn't Anthrax maybe it was SOD or something like that. No, I feel like it was Anthrax and Milano was just along like as a roadie or helping out or something cuz you know they were all friends, right? And so um a fight breaks out and like with a crowd or something like that and they get separated and Milano shows up like finally like back to the bus or so, something like this and I'm I'm paraphrasing guys, I'm barely remembering this, right? But basically like the punchline is um, you know, Scott's like, dude, what the fuck happened to you? He's like, well, everybody decided they wanted to fight the punk rocker from uh, New York, so I had at it. It's <laughs> 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 like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, this what what they were saying is I could relate to this because I remember as a teenager. Okay. Myself and a couple of my metal, my metal friends, they had the long hair. I had the Venom back patch, you know, yeah. the Creator t-shirt and all that. But I'm also part of the hardcore scene. I'm also part of the punk scene. We go to the old Punk Douglas Club. Okay. And we were kind of, you know, people looking at us through the corner of their eyes. And my friends are starting to freak out. And I'm kind of like, like relax, guys. We'll be fine. But I'm also thinking to myself... My friends are wusses, you know, they're metalheads. They can't fight for shit. I'm no badass, but I can do all right. But I can't fight off four punks, you know, right. that are hell, that are hell bent, you know. So as soon as the show was over, we got the hell out of there, <laughs> you know, you know. So I, I could totally, I could totally relate to that story. So, yeah, go on to the Tubi channel, dude. The New York Hardcore chronicles we're going to get into some cool tunage here um you no one would accuse you or have any or any have anything negative to say about you where if you were to talk german extreme metal 
Destruction, Creator, Sodom, those bands are probably the ones that immediately come to mind. But every once in a while, you know, you get a really cool example of other bands saying, hey guys, we're here too. We're here, we're here too. Come check us out. That being the new record from Accuser, really cool German thrash band that, like I said, every once in a while, like because the dominance of those top three, sometimes these other German bands kind of get, you know, get less notice. Oh, yeah. And I definitely think that's a mistake, especially after you hear this wicked new record, courtesy available now, courtesy of Metal Blade Records. So from the self-titled latest record from accuser and geez just in since the last 10 years six albums like wow like that's this pretty band good is oh, that's fucking amazing and so is the track phantom graves Stop! Excellent! 
dude, believe it or not, I think this is the very first time we've ever played the legendary uniform choice on the show from the Screaming for Change record that is straight and alert. And of course, uniform choice, you know, legendary straight edge band that heavy metal Jeff was listening to in the movie. So when when I heard that, it's like, oh, playing this on the show, playing this on the show for our metal fix for sure. Tonight's creature feature, it just goes to show, okay, this this is going to be the non-pattern, I think, that radioactive metal is going to continue to have. 2021 has just started last week, a legendary traditional metal band. This week, I don't know, we're going to get into the extreme metal underground with Seattle's Fucked and Bound. <laughs> I just love that name. Oh, isn't it amazing? Oh yeah. Isn't it amazing? Um, tonight's creature feature, Mr. Jeff McClellan, came to our attention, first of all, from his first band that with um with f and b's vocalist lisa mungo their first band he whose ox is gourd came to our attention through them a couple years back and now with this band the new record suffrage came across my desk gave it a spin okay this is definitely a band that we want to have a chat with. And it was actually, well, I shouldn't say actually, it was it was a fantastic chat, really got into the meat of the matter, and I really enjoyed speaking to him about the whole Seattle thing. Because immediately when you're talking about heavy music and all that, you're talking grunge. Oh, okay. Duh. There is so much out there, though, that before grunge, there is just so much wicked stuff, you know, that meant Seattle to me. So I was really looking forward to getting into that with our with our creature feature tonight. So I'm extra, extra stoked for that to get us to that wicked chat from the suffrage record ah so many great tracks so many great tracks but dude we have to go with the track zero fucks
first and foremost, we're going to be interesting. We're going to be introducing Fucked Inbound probably to a whole new set of listeners. So maybe you could kind of start us off, just maybe with a quick little bio: who you are, what you do, your mother's maiden name, whatever you feel might be helpful for the listeners to get an idea here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my name is Brian McClellan. I play guitar uh, for Fucked Inbound. We've been a band out of Seattle. Um, you know, we started regionally and uh, worked our way up to some national touring. Um, we've been uh, a hardcore punk band with DB crust, grind influences. You know, we, uh, we like all things heavy. We've been working for about uh, four or five years now, uh, put out uh, a, a couple seven inches and some smaller releases, and we released our album Suffrage, on Atomic Action in 2018 and have recently reissued uh, Suffrage with an included bonus track, uh, Cool Thing, a cover of Cool Thing by Sonic Youth uh, that's coming out tomorrow, December 18th, uh, on Quiet Panic. All right, right. Well, you had just answered what was going to be my next question, this latest release coming out tomorrow. Um, yeah. Is already a couple years old, but you've yeah. opted to re-release it. What's the rhyme and reason behind that? Uh, well, we sold out of all of our copies. We uh... <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a. It's a good problem to have. You know, it's uh, we we were we were pressing like some smaller releases, like I said initially, and we just. You know, we weren't sure how many we were going to make, how many we were going to sell, and luckily people have been responding to the material and they get what we're talking about and we've been, we've been moving records. So many so that, um, you know, within the last year we had sold out and people were asking, hey, where can I get the record, where can I get the record? We were starting to see it pop up on Discogs and the price was going up and, you know, we had like a handful of copies that were like our personal one and we were kind of getting to that point where, you know, we just needed to reissue. So it was time to do that, and, and, uh, and that's what we did. We, we teamed up with Quiet Panic, and uh, it's been a good time. So, yeah. Right on, right on. And that was going to be, you see, you're answering all my questions already. Oh, geez. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. My next question was going to be Quiet Panic. Honestly, I had not even heard of that label until this till your record came across my desk what's going on what what exactly are they and how did you hook up with them yeah quiet panic is awesome they're uh they're a newer newer label and they also do some management for bands as well um mike messina is uh is, is one of the guys from the label he used to work at uh, southern lord for a long time so he's got a lot of experience in the industry um, and he actually, he worked on some of my favorite releases from that label. So it's been really cool to like get in there and kind of work with him and talk about all of his experiences. He's, he's worked on great bands. Um, and the other guy from the label is Ryan Hoffman, who played guitar in Chain of Strength, um, which is super cool. One of my favorite bands also. Uh, they, had, they had been working with Bridge Nine, uh, doing Quiet Panic as an imprint of Bridge Nine, and now... They've sort of broken out on their own. Um, they've done releases for uh, Beach Slang and, uh, you know, Spiral Heads and some cool, like, new projects. And they're trying to cover some different bases. So it's not just a hardcore label. They have, they've got some great bands from all over the place. And um, uh, they're working on a, a shoegaze, like, 
rock band that I love a lot called Slow Crush. So they're just mm-hmm. doing really cool stuff all over the board. Right on, right on. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I'd like, like to keep an open mind and still keep her mm-hmm. kind of working and heavy. Totally. For sure, for sure. You also mentioned like you had a variety of influences. And so what are some of these bands that kind of made you want to do all this crazy music? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I don't think of myself as like a metalhead necessarily, though I love it. And it's always been a big part of my life. You know, I think it's uh, like metal and hardcore and aggressive music culture. It just speaks to me. And it's where I live most of the time. Um, you know, for our influences for Fucking Bound, some of my some of my favorite bands are bands like, uh, you know, Trap Them or Trash Talk or you know bands like Off that have that sort of Off has kind of that classic vibe with uh, you know Keith from Circle Jerks and Black Fra- Black Flag things like that. So mm. I, I really love like those kinds of bands. Um, you know, I like newer bands like Parasite from Europe. I like you know Gloss. Uh, I love um, just uh, so many different kinds of punk bands that come out, you know. I think that that's one thing that we try and do is really kind of take in all influences. And there's so such a wide range of things that you can do with punk and hardcore and metal and grind and all the subgenres. We just we listen to what we like and we just play what we like, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's ultimately the best, just just – for, to to do as an artist, what's that? That's all. That's that's ultimately the best thing to do as an artist. Please please yourself first. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many different kinds of music out there. To limit yourself is, you know, I mean, you can if you want to, but there's so much cool stuff out there in the world. I tell people all the time, I'm not like a, I'm not like a gatekeeper or like an elitist type. I always say, if you like it you should like it. You know what I mean? Like, go get it. Just go get what you enjoy, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, one of your other side projects, maybe some of our list, well, maybe, I don't know, what, what, is, what is a side project this day and age, especially with what's been going on the last eight months where no one's touring and everyone just seems to be recording and put out, putting out stuff. But mm-hmm. your other project, He's whose ox is gorged. First of all, that's a fantastic name. Thank you. <laughs> what's what's with that? Maybe introduce our listeners with everything that's going on with that project. Yeah, he whose ox is gored. We started uh, Lisa and I from Fucked and Bound had started he whose ox is gored uh, previously in let's say two thousand nine. Um, so we both moved to Seattle around the same time and, you know, we met and I was trying to start this project and we became really good friends. We were really close. And so I had this, this vision, this image that I wanted to do like a, uh, you know, just a heavy, like doom shoegaze, like sort of, you know, mathy uh, synth influence prog thing, you know, so I had all these influences on the table and there was a lot going on in Seattle at the time. You know, we shared a practice space with, uh, with this amazing synth rock band called uh, Sleepy Eyes of Death. And so they, had, they were just really heavy but beautiful, 
very textural, uh, and they were mostly synth-based. So, you know, it kind of ran along the lines of, like, if you like heavier music, like Yezu or something like that. Um, uh, Justin Broderick from Napalm Death had that project that was much heavier and more beautiful and textural. So that was like a big influence on us. We wanted, to, we wanted to make something that was heavy and beautiful, but also had a lot of layers. And we weren't afraid to, uh, you know, incorporate some more technical influences. One of my favorite bands from, from the Seattle area also is uh, These Arms Are Snakes, which is members of Botch and, and things like that. And they were known for kind of having really cool, like syncopated odd, odd time signatures and really kind of approaching things in a more angular way which was something that I really appreciated. You know, I think that it's easy to just play like 4-4, four, 2-4, four, four, uh, you know, whatever for, for music, um, for the nerds and stuff like that, for simpler kinds of music. But I was really fascinated by like the more progressive elements of some of those things where they were coming in a little bit more angular. You know, uh, these arms are snakes, obviously having members of Bosch. They had such a, a heavy influence on the, the Northwest region, and, and that really resonated with us. So we, we had a lot of those influences in that project as well. And we're still going. So we've, we've had a number of things over the years that have sort of folded into that influence. Everyone that's played in that band is, has had a very wide range of, of influences, and we always try and keep an open mind when we're, when we're building music together. So, yeah. Right on, right on, right on. With, with Fucked and Bound, okay, kind of a name that might raise a few eyebrows, is that just the fact that, ooh, it's got the F-bomb in it, is that, has that ever been a hindrance to you, like maybe in terms of getting the, the album in certain stores, or we, we can't put that flyer up here because it's got that word or anything? Is there any, has that been an issue at all? Um, yes and no, because with anything, it's like, you know, if you're an artist and you're trying to find your sound, the best advice is to just be true to yourself, right? So in a lot of ways, when we were like, when we were doing Hughes Ox's Gourd and I was just writing all this music, I was writing a lot of stuff that fell outside of it. And it was this more aggressive hardcore, so it was more punk, it was more DB. Um, and so the way that I work creatively, I had to start building a home for that material. And I said, you know what, like, this is just, this is like the more, this is like the punk as fuck kind of stuff that was coming out. And we were thinking about it. And I just said, you know, they're like, we were talking as a group, what are some good names? And I said, man, fucking down. Let's just call it that. <laughs> and we were all like, man, that was definitely raising eyebrows in the room. We didn't know how far we wanted to go with the band, what we wanted to do. And I think that, you know, there is a reality that the way that social media works and some of the algorithms and things like that, there is a certain barrier for us with that name. But at the same time, you know, it does show people what we're about. Like, we're not afraid to make the music that we want to make. We're not afraid to be who we are. And I think that that's the important part, you know, um, as far as the, the name fucked and bound. I think that that's one of the most punk things that, that I've ever heard, you know. Mm -hmm. I thought we're... we're we're all fucked in some way. Everyone is fighting their own, their own battles, you know, but we're all bound to this world. We have to be here and do this. We have to show up for the people that we love and we have to, we got to, you know, leave it all on the field as it were. So that's, that's why that one spoke to us, you know, for better or worse. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. I believe it was Jello Biafra himself that said, the best band names are ones that have a concept and an idea yeah. behind it. And I think that's exactly with a name like yours that works. But with yeah. that, some some people might find it a little sexist or a little degrading toward, towards women. Has Do you know of any incidents where, like, Lisa herself, you know, where people have said to her, well, you're a female. How can you be in a band like this? Um, yeah, you know, that's been a, it's been a conversation in the past, but the reality is fucked and bound. Anyone, everyone is fucked in some way, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, it goes be, beyond just the sexual nature of the term. That's like the most literal thing. And even then, that kind of a question sort of reflects the mentality of those asking it, because if they feel like it's misogynist, Maybe it is because that's how they feel, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't think that it's only women that are fucked and bound. You know what I mean? It, that's not okay. what that's about. This is about fighting the everyday battle that we all fight just to live and to get along. So that's why we thought that it had more of an appeal than less, you know. For sure, for sure. Like I said, great, great concept, and I think it works really well. Yeah. Thanks. You guys hail from Seattle. Yeah. Okay. You just over the years, maybe from people that just don't know any better, long lost relatives and all that, that find out, hey, you're doing this band and all that. I guess you sound like Nirvana. Have you ever gotten? <laughs> it must be frustrating for bands. Uh, to to be likened to to other bands? Yeah, or people just automatically assume, well, you must be grunge because that was popular 50 or 60 years ago. Well, I mean, hey, you know, I, I'm from New Mexico originally. So, mm-hmm. like, that was actually, that, that whole music scene was a big part of why I moved up here. Like, I just love a lot of the Seattle sound from the, from the grunge era and on. Some of my favorite bands, like I was talking about, you know, Sleepy Eyes of Death, Botch, These Arms Are Snakes, Minus the Bear. I think Pretty Girls Make Graves. Like, I think there are so many amazing bands in the Seattle uh, history and also in the greater Northwest, too. There are some amazing bands from Portland that we've been able to play with and, and see, and, and those, those bands have all been huge inspirations to us. If someone wants to liken us to Nirvana, you know what? I love that band. I'm not going to argue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, that's 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 totally fair. That's why that kind of popped into my head. It's like I'm sure some some bands are are like, ah, oh, I've been asked this 800 times if I like Nirvana. <laughs> you know, just because I'm <laughs> <animal>. <laughs> you know, but That's good. That's good. But what I do kind of want to do, okay, before yeah. we. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to throw a little bit some historical figures from the Seattle scene at you and maybe give your first impression, your first reaction to them. Okay. All right. First of all, Queensryche. Queensryche. Oh, man. I actually (laughs) know some of the Queensryche dudes. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. um, Our friend uh, Lisa and I, when we first started this band, we, uh, when we first started He Who's Ox is Gord, rather, we worked with a guy, Parker Lundgren, who is an amazing shredder. He has been 
melting faces with his shredding abilities for a long time. He, uh, he's playing guitar in that band. They're still, they're still an amazing band. You know, Operation mm-hmm. Mindcrime, that's, that's, a, that's a great record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel I feel fortunate to like have gotten to know that guy and see some of his abilities. Like that's a great band. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hearts, yeah. the Wilson Sisters. Oh yeah, great vocals, great band, great band, big fan. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. And finally, the Accused. Oh, the Accused. They're tight. They're tight. Um, we've met some of the members from shows around here, uh, just coming to like heavy stuff and, and being at, you know, being at the same shows and things like that. And that's a great band. That's a great band. Highly recommend that. For sure. For sure. And finally, we'll get on with our day here. Um, thank you for your time, but give someone a shout out, anyone, someone you'd want to say hi to. Um, you know, who I want to say hi to, I want to say hi to, uh, I want to say hi to the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. Here's the thing. It's my birthday today. Oh, oh, happy birthday. This is fantastic. Thank you very much. I don't do this very often. Uh, You know, I I don't talk about myself very much. I try and like kind of stay out of the limelight sometimes. But Mm -hmm. I just want to give a shout out to all of the hard work of the Marsha P. Johnson Institute and if you're feeling generous today, go check them out. Um, they're, they're a nonprofit that works to advance, uh, you know, um, assistance for black and trans uh, communities across the world. I think that they've done some amazing work. And if you're feeling generous, go check them out and make a donation today.
knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
we could not talk about extreme music from Seattle without mentioning the mighty accused. Well, I guess okay, accused AD and all that. It's oh, like, oh, come on, it's, it's, it, we I just had that. this conversation last week. <laughs> I think some of the week before, the week before, it all. Right. This this accused has Brian Cook on you know on vocals. So that to me that autom- automatically makes it the real uh cues that was from the ghoul in the mirror record with Youngo Terminato. Good stuff, good stuff. And before that had to drop a track from the new Fuck the Facts record, of course. You know, because it makes sense. Oh, you know, yeah. since since we're in an F word and and, and it's not gratuitous. It's not like, you know, we're being Andrew Dice Clay here. Fuck this, fuck that, fuck this. No, this, it all, all of our F-bombs have rhyme and reason for <laughs> for it. That is the title track from their new record, Pilane Noircier. I, 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 it's, that's French, and I really should have that down. And, of course, we had to kick off that set with um, a tune from the aforementioned He Whose Ox is Gored. That is the title track from their latest record Paralyzer. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. So available now. Be sure to grab the new Fucked Inbound record suffrage awesome stuff awesome stuff thank you so much for everyone involved in bringing that to us and it really is like like yeah nirvana pearl channel it's like yeah okay and he talked about how they were an influence but dude like queensrike okay like when <laughs> like that was the very first metal band that i had ever heard of from Seattle. Yeah. Was Queensryche. And then the accused. You know, showing my usual snowiness going from 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 metal to hardcore and and back and all that. And of course the Wilson sisters from Heart as we talked about as well. And yeah, hey, yeah the, man, she, the man that you're the reincarnation of. Hockey <laughs> nor him. That's right. That's right. That's right. For sure. For sure. Uh, so what's going on, dude, down there? What's wrong with you people again? Oh, please don't <laughs> let me into this. Because basically, we have two groups of idiots fighting to see who's the biggest idiot. I think so. Because, uh, let's, man, and you know, I'm so glad you brought up John Joseph. Because I follow that guy on Instagram. He is such a motivational dude. Like, mm-hmm. I, he, like literally, man, like, like the days that I am just ready to be like, I, I can't, I can't, like, I can't take a step today. I can't work out today. I, I just want to hide under the covers and just fade away. His, his posts are, are what are like, okay, get your ass up. Stop being a pussy. You know, and if anybody's offended by that, apparently you didn't grow up in the eighties with the rest of us. No. Yeah. Um, so I apologize that you didn't have a great childhood like the rest of us. <laughs> oh, oh, 
because it's that kind of night, Snowy. But um, anyway, um, the point is, like, he he posts stuff where it's just like, man, you gotta you gotta power through it. You gotta suck it up. You gotta get through it. And one of the things that he posted, he's like, you know, all this left wing, right wing crap. Everybody keeps forgetting that the left wing and the right wing belong to the same bird. Oh, definitely. Definitely. There is no left wing. It's right and far right. It's always been that way. No, 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 no. The, the Trust me, the, the, the left wing here is not definitely not right wing, right? Like, they're, they're definitely more liberal than conservative. And... And th- this is the thing is like, I, I've, I've always, I, I've always considered myself conservative, right? From, from the get go. And mm-hmm. it boggles people's minds because I'm a musician and I'm a musician. So I can't possibly be a conservative. I'm like, well, yeah, cause I don't need big government. I don't want people telling me what to do. Um, it, when, when you get to the point where the government has to mandate things, that means the society as a whole has failed. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, do you remember when um, gay marriages were finally legalized down down south here? Mm-hmm. And when I say down south, I mean the United States, since you're northern right. of us. Yeah, you're you're America's hat. Right. So, anyway, um, when gay marriage was finally uh, legalized, like all sorts of people were like, "Hug a conservative today." They took a tough loss. Woohoo! And everybody's celebrating. I'm thinking about why are you celebrating? There's really nothing to celebrate because if you look at our country's history, the government keeps having to step in and tell people over and over to treat people like people. Like that's nothing to celebrate. Like because we had to step in and say, you know what? We probably shouldn't have slavery. Um, Hey, you know what? (laughs) We should probably give women the right to vote. Uh, you know what? You know how we abolish slavery? Um, we should probably also let those people vote. Mm-hmm. Duh, you motherfuckers. You know, and it's like people are people. It doesn't matter your skin color. doesn't matter your gender. doesn't matter your race. Wherever the fuck you're from, let's all just party together. You know, and when I say party, I don't mean literal party. I mean, like, let's get together. Let's work. Let's learn from each other. Let's, you know, do all sorts of things. So. When the government has to step in again and be like, you know what? Um, well, you should let anybody marry whoever they want to. Okay, that doesn't seem like a hard concept. Like that that feels like a concept that's been covered in movies before where like the princess doesn't want to marry the person she's bound to. Or what was, what was the famous musical, Fiddler on the Roof? You know, the girl who's promised the betrothed stuff. Like we've been talking about that for years that, you know, let people marry who they want to marry doesn't mm. mean it has to be a different sex, you know? And I, like, I'm straight. I have no no interest in the same sex, but if somebody does, I support your right for it, man. Of course. Like, because that's what this is all about. It's about people being people. It doesn't mean that you're not cool, mm-hmm. you know? Like, no, like just, I definitely get that. And and that's that's what fucking drives me crazy is like everyone's like, ha, see, you're wrong. It's all about, oh, you're wrong and I'm right. You know? And instead of being you're wrong and I'm right, why aren't we looking at what's right? What's the right thing to do? You know? Like and I I think I think I've said this like in regards to religion before, but there's one thing that all religions agree on, and that's that we're put here to take care of the earth. So mm-hmm. 
since all the religions agree on that, why aren't we talking about that? Because guess what we're all doing really badly? Everybody's fucking up the earth. Like, mm-hmm. instead of focusing on, well, my God says this. Well, no, you're wrong. Um, you're following the wrong God. You're following a false false prophet. He really says this. Really? All of them said, take care of the fucking earth. I just saw you litter, you pussy. Like, like you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, oh my God. Can we focus on the shit we all agree on? Why can't we all work together and be like, oh, nope, shit. You're right. All our gods agree. We need to take care of the earth. Fuck, if we don't, we're not going to have anywhere to fight. You know, like, take care mm-hmm. of the earth, right? That's something we can we can do. Um, treat people well. That's another thing that all the religions agree on. You know, even strangers. You know, for anyone who's like, well, like, like there's nothing more fun than listening to, um, like, the, like, like, the, the, the gospelist Christians, right? The ones who really only consider the Bible from the New Testament on. True story, by the way. You're going to love this one. I have a friend. She's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And um, we we're saying something because, you know, in, in Christian religions, we talk about the Old and the New Testament. I, and I asked her, I'm like, what do you call the Old Testament? She's like, the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we <laughs> both just had the best laugh. Oh, we were laughing so hard. You know, because cause like she... She's awesome, right? Like, like very, very liberal, very forward thinking, you know, Jewish and, and just all the things that we talk, like we can have real conversations about religion and about these, these concepts and that sort of stuff. And, and that's the thing is not enough people are willing to have conversations. Not enough people are willing to, to look at things from other sides. And when you look at the events that have happened here, I really have a rough time believing that a completely unorganized bunch of people were able to breach the Capitol building. This should be a very secure building. <laughs> something smells here. It just... Like, something is up. Like, neither of us are conspiracy-minded, okay? But this just doesn't make sense. Okay, it like doesn't. where okay, all of this is going on like if the black lives matter and all that like when when the when the protests were happening, you damn right the national guard was in front of the capitol center, the capitol building. Yeah. And all that. Okay, there is no one there. There is no security. Duck Dynasty can just walk in and take over? How? How is this possible? Okay. Something tells me, okay, that someone somewhere, you know, with the proper authority and the power, left the front door open. Yeah. And wanted this to happen. Yeah. Okay, of course. And I'm going to say, like, it's it starts with, well, it starts with the president, but I don't think it ends with the president. Like, I, don't, I honestly don't think... That Trump had all of the power. Okay. Like, like there is, he is, he's, he's the puppet on the string, you know, but they all are. And and that was proven by the fact that you could suspend the president's social media accounts. (laughs) Yeah. If, if corporations can suspend the president's, um, 
social media accounts. The, the one person in the country that should be able to tell those corporations what to do because of all these different executive orders, they're essentially telling him what to do. If that doesn't send a clear message of who's really running the country, like literally, like, come on, you know? It is, it is. And it goes back to, to W. Jr. as well. George Bush, he was as dumb as a bag of hammers. There's no way, George Bush Jr., okay? There's no way that W was really running the show. Like, come on. <laughs> you know? And now here here we are with Trump. So, I think obviously when all of this was going down, Trump's, you know, at the White House watching what's going on. Okay, this is honestly what he wanted. He wanted to keep this the pot stirred, get, you know, get his followers riled up and get them going and who's going to pay for this his pawns are they oh, are yeah. these these people are going to be arrested okay because they're caught on camera people have already been identified okay like see seeing some of the pictures <laughs> so okay <laughs> you've seen the pictures are. right i have i have and some of them are hilarious it makes me think like this is unbelievable. Oh, like, it's these completely people are either really stupid, or the whole and it could this could go either way. These people are either really really stupid, or like I said, it's all in pro wrestling terms. It's all a work. It's all a setup. It's all well, it's all an act. And I want to talk about that because I think everybody here has taken pictures on a cell phone. And if you're taking pictures indoors, um, like there's lighting issues, right? Like cell phone pictures look different than a picture you're going to see on Getty images. And the guy with the feet up on his, on the desk, on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Oh my God. Yeah. That lighting looks like it was literally shot and like it's the same type of lighting that you would see if Nancy Pelosi was sitting at her desk for like a publicity shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, because I'm looking at these pictures, I'm like, nobody else thinks these pictures are too clear, too well shot. Like, who is shooting these? Yeah, and like, how like, how is this guy able to get to the office and have the time to have his feet up on the desk? Like, it just yeah. It's, it's, it's there's so much right. suspect. Just, and then like the other picture, one of one of my personal favorites, because I don't care who you are, it's funny as hell. The guy who is making off with the uh with the podium for the speaker of the house. Oh god, yeah. And he's waving He's waving at the camera. Like you have to know, okay, my face is exposed. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, this is either a work or this guy is incredibly stupid. You know, and it, honestly, it could go either way because you've now outed yourself, you know, like this guy's going to jail for a long time. Dude, but it's yeah. it's so over the top. Like this, that's like it's so over the top. It feels like a pro wrestling script. It feels like a movie <laughs> script. Yeah, Dude, it's... like this feels like when Emperor Palpatine set up the war to bring in the clones. <laughs> Right? It feels yeah. that outrageous. Like, who would possibly yeah. believe this? And, <laughs> and and the thing is, like, both sides are believing hook, line, sinker. I'm like, I can't be the only one 
Well, I'm not because thankfully it's you, but like, you know, like, so like we're two people here going, wait a second. Nobody else thinks, thinks this is weird. I mean, are we the only people that go to the movies? <laughs> yes. You couldn't have asked for a better book or a better screen right? writer for this. It, it even comes down to characters. Okay. Yeah. The one guy with the, with the fur and the Viking helmet oh, like- and all that. Who brings that to a riot or to a protest? <laughs> there right? is something up there. This guy now has been outed as one of those crisis actors. Interesting. Okay, how, you know, they've I've seen pictures of him, you know, as in his Viking getup and just him by himself. And dude, if you're going to play both ends for money, you shouldn't have incriminating tattoos. Or at least change them. Like, you know, get some... Yeah, like, cover them up. Yeah, something. Or, or something. Yeah. And there's now I hear there's allegations that Antifa infiltrated, dressed dressed up like a bunch of Trump lovers and yeah, helped I... out in all of this. And I don't know about that entirely. Me, personally, my own experience with Antifa is... Well, I don't really have any... But I remember um, seeing um, literature around down around down downtown and all that, and I'm looking at these, and I'm looking at, it and it's like, okay, you know, ra- a radical left wing group. I could get the punk rocker in me is going, okay, I, this is something I'm going to look into and all that. I look in a little further and I see what they're all about and what they do and all that, and then before you know it, they're you know, they're protesting all of these metal bands for being fascists when it's like, mm, I don't think so, just because they have tanks, you know, and talk about the Second World War. I don't think that makes them a fascist. Yeah. I certainly know Lemmy wasn't. <laughs> you know, That's just it. You know, I'm sure he's done lots of black girls. Over, over the years, honestly, I don't think that's a deciding factor, but um, okay. there is documentation so. of that. So yes, yeah. So I kind of, yeah, I don't think me and I and Tifa are getting in bed any anytime soon. But I wouldn't be the least bit surprised, you know, if they were doing their part to 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 stir the pot in all of this. The thing that really really brings it home for us on this show is the involvement of one john schaefer yeah of iced earth fame and and the thing is like of all times to be in the news like you're a metalhead you're a metal fan you know the fucking u.s government hates us you know, 90% of the world hates us, even though there's probably more of us, right? And then there's a lot of us that are secret metalheads like myself. Like, people are like, you look like a country fan. I'm like, oh, you really don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, um, I, like, I, when when all this went down, Snowy, like, and, and this is just awful to say, right? But, like, I'm watching all this unfold. I'm seeing it, and I th- keep thinking, I'm like, God, please don't let anybody be playing any metal. Please be playing Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Anything please, like yes. play, play, you know, mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift, just anything that's anything. not metal. Yeah, you know, yeah. please William have Taylor Swift be the, the anthem of this. 
So, so metal's not vilified, but to your point with John Shaver, I just happened to be scrolling through Instagram. They, they made a shirt and posted it and it says ice earth. And it has the picture of John Shaver, the one that I went and saw earlier with him Mm -hmm. pointing at the camera and the caption, something wanted this way comes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I've seen another one. It's like with the ice earth logo, but it says flat earth. (laughs) <laughs> and then a picture of him. It's like, yeah. Oh, is uh-huh. he a flat earther? I, I, I maybe. Oh, I don't God, know. I but I, come on. I kind, I kind of get the joke, <sighs> though, because the flat earthers are the far, far right wing nuts. You I, know. Oh fuck! Like, really? They're, they're yeah. far right. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. So yes, a prominent metalhead was right on the front, you know, on the front line, you know, storming the Capitol building and all that. Now, apparently, you were scrolling before we went on the air, wanted by the FBI now? Yeah, he's wanted by the FBI. <sighs> yeah, that was, that was on Alternative Press. I'm like, oh, shit, man. Wow. And the thing is, like, I'm sure, like, anybody who had their face clearly on camera was, like, if, if you can identify. And the thing is, like, you know, metal fans are fingering this guy left and right. And because we can identify him. Cause, cause I mean like, you know, if, if, if I, I can think of so many, so like bands that I know, I'll be like, Holy shit. That's, that's James Hetfield right now. Or that's Scott Ian, even though neither one of those two guys are going to show up there. But I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I just, th- just this whole thing just feels so suspect. Like it just, it doesn't add up, man. you know? Like Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not, not conspiracy minded, but there's just uh, some, something really stinks here. Yeah. Man. It's like, like lazy it's, writing and there's plot holes. Sense. You know? <laughs> definitely. 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 That said, okay, before we get on to more, uh, more fun fare with tonight's Indie Spotlight. I do have a John Shaper story here. <laughs> okay. That now, years later, I think I can finally share. The last time Iced Earth played Winnipeg, uh, one of my co-hosts, the young lady that Corrine replaced, her name was Elizabeth. I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you ever spoke to Elizabeth or not well she had her own radio show on the college station at the time when she was working at the warren music shop with me and all that that's how we became friends and all that she was covering the iced earth show for her other radio show she met john schaefer okay okay she was with her husband her fiance husband to be and all that really cool guy i became friends with him through her as well yeah okay this guy had the patience of Job because the third time Mr. Schaefer made a reference to Elizabeth's rear end. Oh, come on. He was ready. He was ready to punch him in the snout. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah. explain this one to me. Because what, oh. what the hell kind of guy does that in front of another, like, in, in front of the yeah, the boyfriend, like fiance, whatever. Like it's, she's young. She's only early twenties. Yeah. Like, what is your problem? Like, so, oh my god. So to that point, I have a friend who 
she's nobody to fuck with, right? Like, like I think we've. T- I, I mean, I think it's been well documented on the show. We're both a fan of strong women. I mean, Mrs. Snowy is nobody to fuck with, you know. Oh, oh, hey, <laughs> you, you win, know. dear. You win every argument. Yeah, it, I mean, it's been well documented <laughs> that you're not going to get divorced. She's going to kill you. That's you know, right. Like, which is probably the only thing that still keeps you alive because we have verbal proof of this. That's but, right. That's right. But, like, um, one of my friends was telling me that you know, and and her husband's a, a badass too, right? Like he he's a tough dude, and they were having some work done on their on their house, like roof or something like that, and she's. Picking, she's like bending down to pick up nails in the yard. She's like, "Why do you guys keep leaving nails, um, um, in the yard?" And the 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 foreman, the the guy who's like running the whole job, says, "Because we like to watch you uh, bend over and pick them up." Now wow. he says this directly to her in front of her husband. You want to know what her husband' reaction was? And her husband looks at looks at the guy, looks at her, says. Let me know when you need me to step in, <laughs> because she was gonna yeah. take his fucking head off. She's gonna, she's gonna kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, uh-huh. it's like, whew. All right, nice knowing you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So all it's in like, hindsight, oh, yeah, fuck, I wish. I'm not gonna use his name. I just wish. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> just smoke him one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely. Definitely had the patience. Oh, let's get into something a little more. Although we had a really good time talking about this, but something a little more fun to talk about is tonight's indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. Let's go here, up here, up here in the great white north, shall we say. All of our American lists, all of our American listeners, for everything that you're going through, let's give another reason for why you might want to think about moving up north here. Okay, we've actually had a uh, young lady that we used to work with. She worked with one of the uh, record labels behind the scenes, okay, Um, with helped us with the PR, doing band interviews and all that. She recently put out on Facebook that she was looking, she was going to uh, start taking, accepting marriage proposals to get out of the U.S. Dude. Okay. okay. So I responded back, you know, and she's a great she's a great girl. I consider her a friend. I responded back and said, Hey, I'll talk to Mrs. Snowy. Okay. We'll see what she has to say. I mean, you know. how how does what's Canada's stance on polygamy? You know? Uh, well, it's not it's not the country's stance. It's the missus stance. So well, I mean, you know, will she mind if you and I get married just for a little bit? <laughs> get me out of the country and bring my family with hey, us. Whatever gets you up north here, whatever gets anyone up north here, because we have got a wicked music scene with a lot of kick-ass independent bands, including within nostalgia. 
hailing like honestly the idea of a band hailing from north bay ontario is definitely a first this is the very first band that i had ever known them you know known to hail from them from from that area and they're off with a bang within nostalgia a really cool doom type duo playing some really cool tunes and they are starting to get some attention and some traction their their latest released void and dk is available now so we're going to introduce our listeners to some cool canadian stuff with north bays within nostalgia in tonight's indie spotlight <laughs> Yeah. 
That is North Bay, Ontario's Within Nostalgia with Beneath Unworldly Presence from the aforementioned Void and Decay available now. Facebook.com slash Within Nostalgia or better yet even Within Nostalgia.Bandcamp.com. Check them out. Check them out. Check them out now so you can say... I was into them when, okay, because like <laughs> I said, they're starting to they're starting to get some traction and all that. So well, and this show will break them because that's what we do. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. Before we go, yes. Before we take this uh, crazy train into the station at the top of the hop, we mentioned. The passing of one Alexi Lejo. Man, that was that was a shocker. It, it, that it, was a shocker. It was, it, it was, but it kind of wasn't because apparently I've heard it was because of major, major liver problems. Oh, gotcha. Like yeah. um like Jeff from Slayer. Uh yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's just that's just what I heard. I don't know, don't who knows really for sure. But Mr. Leho was never very uh, quiet about his alcohol consumption. Oh hell no. Okay, and I just wanted to give our our listeners a reassurance. Yeah, we like to have a couple of bevies while we do the show or whatever, but. We're far, we're far from alcoholics. We can definitely, we, I, I couldn't live that lifestyle. Okay. And I'm not saying this to bash him. It's unfortunate. It's too bad. Children of Waterfan, myself, saw him three times, got all their albums, their live DVD. Okay. Great, great band. Amazing musician. He will be mixed, but it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a cautionary tale, you know, enjoy in moderation, you know, or at least, at least don't make it a daily thing. I could not live that lifestyle. I've done interviews, no, no names. Okay. But I've done interviews with bands, you know, before they're going on stage. And this one guy is sucking back a bottle of Jack straight, you know, while, while we're, while we're talking and I'm just all I can, I could barely concentrate, you know, on the interview because just from what i've seen i'm like oh my god how how could you do this that would kill me you know i (laughs) believe there are some people that are built to handle it i think so i think so like i took one look at that bottle and it's like okay i have to share that with about four people okay and i have to chase it you know (laughs) that or that or that that would kill me so yeah, it's too bad, and of course our condolences go out to the Leho family. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, before before that, let's let's talk real briefly about um, everyone here in the U.S. that is still like fighting the good fight and masking up every day and taking care of our nation's children. I I have a friend from college, Snowy who um she's a school teacher down in Georgia and um she you know she works with with the special ed kids and mm. I, you know like the work that she's doing she's very underpaid for it and you know she goes through a lot and i believe that she's at high risk and i think i can't remember if her husband is or not 
But so she really has to take precautions. So she posts a picture of herself on Instagram the other day of what she has to do to get ready for school. So she's got a face mask over her, you know, nose and mouth, like the medical face mask. And she's also got like a helmet that kind of looks like a, like a welder's helmet. That's like the clear face shield. Okay. And, and it, it, and like, I think she might've even been like uh, almost like in a, in like a hazmat suit kind of thing too, but that could have just been the sweater she was wearing. might've just looked that way. But like, I'm looking at this and because everything's funny to me because I'm that guy. I'm like, wow, you just started an all girl tribute band to Devo, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, That's what we need. And we're, <laughs> dude, and we're texting last night. I'm like, listen, I, you know, and I'm serious. Like I really thank her for her service. I think, all of our teachers for a service. Like, you know, this, the teachers in my kids' school, like that I've gone to help for stuff. Like, really, like they've got a tough job that they are all gearing up for every day. And I mean, it's a tough job anyway. And this, all the new challenges just made it even harder, right? But I told my friend, I'm like, listen, please tell me that you are working when a problem comes along, you must whip it into your teaching every day somehow. That's your twisted. I, That's great. I am. It's what I do. It's what I do. Oh. Right on, right on. Yes, yes. Thank you for your service. That is really appreciated. Okay. The events of Mad Max, the movie, is based in 2021. Makes sense, based on the shit yeah. we saw this week, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so Mad Max is once again no longer in the future. So, <sighs> with that in mind, well, we are going. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, I was gonna say, with that in mind, I feel like now I need to say before internet communication collapses, go to radioactivemetal.org dot <laughs> <laughs> and download the episodes because who knows when it's all going to come back up. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's right. That's when the right. snake wolves take over. <laughs> like, just this crazy <laughs> shit. Like, I, like, dude, I think one of my favorite quotes from the different Godzilla movies is they talk about when man and nature are in disagreement, monsters are born. Mm-hmm. you know and monsters mm-hmm. can take many shapes and i just think all this insanity like there's it, there's so much craziness you know like I've, I've said said since covid started we are living in a horror movie you know and and now like we're living in a horror comedy <laughs> right now <laughs> yes yes <laughs> you know, this crazy shit, but just like, it just keeps getting weirder. So, because you don't want to miss your daily dose of, I won't say that we're normalcy, but we will keep you, keep a smile on your face. Go to radioactivemetal.org, go through the back catalog. We've got some great stuff out there. Um, you know, really, like, the the interviews we've had, the legendary folks we've had on the show, you will not be disappointed if you go through the back catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to keep up with us? Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, any of the places you find your <clears throat> podcasts. We're out there. We're on the Android store. And then, oh, hang on, what was I going to say? Okay, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RadMetal666. You can see us Facebook.com slash RadMetal666. 
No, it was just slash rad metal. Shit. I get that one wrong every time, dude. <laughs> every, time, yeah. every week. Rad metal. Anyway, so Facebook and then radmetal666 at gmail.com. You can check us out there. Drop us a line. And, of course, you can hear us every week first. PureRockRadio.net. Great place to check us out. And then we are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Shining Wizards Network, I would love to see their take. Like, okay, and you have a wrestling podcast, right? Wrestling Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really fun for you guys to break down the past four years of this presidency as if it were wrestle, like like you know the story arc leading up to a WrestleMania. Oh, definitely, right? yeah. Because that's essentially right now we're in WrestleMania, right? That's what's going mm. on. You know, like like somebody just ran in that you didn't expect and hit somebody with a chair. That's what <laughs> happened this week, right? So definitely, and and that's that's again why like I'm just like this feels like 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 pro wrestling it gets so over the top, but um. You know, if you've been listening to the show for a hot minute, you know that we talk about wrestling on here all the time, and we are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Those guys are a hoot and a holler. Check them out, shiningwizardsnetwork.com, and thanks to them, you can also find us on Spotify, right? So, all sorts of great things, and last but not least, and honestly, possibly the most important, because when communication breaks down, the only way you might have to get messages back and forth will be via Carrier Pigeon and Moose Mail. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Canada is already well prepared. Snowy's been <laughs> a manager of the Moose Mail for years. Definitely. And, yeah. um, you know, if you message us through one of those aforementioned um, ways to get a hold of us, whether it's social media or the Gmail, we will get you Snowy's email address, and you can send him an old-fashioned letter, just like the days. Oh, dare I say it? I'm gonna, cause it's so dirty. Just like the days of the pen banger section mm, in Metal yes. Forces magazine. Mm-hmm. So dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Speaking of old school, yeah. Big, big fan of the nostalgia and the the, the old school of those days where we would trade. Demo tapes, live tapes, we would just go back and forth with an old-fashioned letter and all that. So I'm always up. You want to get a hold of me that way. I'm always good for that. To go out, okay, and I want to dedicate this song because, as I mentioned as we were wrapping up here, the events of the Mad Max movies started in 2021. (laughs) So... So I'm going. We want to go. We want to go out on a track from the band Road Warrior. <laughs> from, from, and we want to dedicate it to 2021 <sighs> from the Mach Two record. This is tonight's the nightmare. In the meantime, and in between time, that's it. This has been a we're all fucked episode of radioactive <laughs> metal i'm snowy white oh, and i'm aaron hashtag truth <laughs> signing off <laughs>